There are a lot of ideas out there on the internet provided by Christian marriage bloggers about ways to grow together spiritually as a couple. And we salute all our fellow bloggers and podcasters who are sharing truth on the internet. But did you ever wonder of all that advice that's out there, what actually works? Today, we'll answer that question. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an encouraging episode for you this week. This is episode number 231, and today we're going to be talking about how you can grow spiritually as a couple. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed a second round of cognitive biases. Oh, those are really interesting. Yes. As nerdy as they were, but... Well, who knew that nerds were interesting, hey, for Linda? Me! Sorry, that was cheesy. I'm not sure I <laughs> Anyways, that was fascinating. Yes. Do make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. Aye. So, huh? Aye. Aye. So the topic of spiritual growth as a couple. Yeah. So the first thing we noted looking into the research is that researchers frequently document a link between having religious faith and high marital satisfaction. Okay. But the research also shows that the specific spiritual actions that you do as a couple are more important than just having shared faith. Okay. That makes sense. So those specific actions you do, the beliefs you hold, they're a much stronger predictor of marital quality than simply having faith. So in other words, just calling yourselves Christians, but not really doing anything about it is not going to cut the mustard if you want to see your faith positively impact your marriage. Okay. So it, it's kind of a, a nudge towards being doing and not just hearers, as yeah. the Bible says. Yeah, and so that's a that's a point worth noting is is that this has to turn into action in order to get the benefit from this for your marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So, what about people though that are like that have different personality types? Like some people are all out there, and then or they just seem really spiritual, kind of naturally, almost even, or or they're just doers naturally. Okay, yeah. Well, so does that affect it? Yep, and and so that might translate into like the doer kind of go getter person might translate into a busy public kind of expression of a person's Christianity, right? Yeah. And the other spouse might be quieter and tend to have more of a quiet, close relationship with God. That might be their focus. It's more introspective. It's not as visible. Okay. And so I think the question is that you're asking is like, is it going to make it more difficult for them to grow as a couple because they're, they look very different, Yeah. right? Well, a study in 1961 looked into this. That's a little while ago, but they found that there were no significant links between personality type and spirituality in oh, marriage. Okay. Which means that differences in personality do not impact a couple's spiritual growth in any predictable way. So there's okay. no right personality and wrong personality here. You can be yourselves, you can have your own unique gifts and personalities, and you can still grow spiritually as a couple. Okay. Which is great because it means that this is accessible to anyone, right? Yeah. So how can couples grow spiritually? Sure. Well, one of the things that came out in the research is holding a weekly check-in. So we were going to talk about the things that actually work. Well, this is one that actually worked. So Wilford and Wilford study in 2013 
They recommended that couples who want to grow together spiritually but have fairly independent lives or ministries, that they should set up a weekly time to check in with each other and talk things through. Okay. And this time of talking things through should be at a regular time each week. It should be set aside as a priority so it's not interrupted by anything other than emergencies. Okay. So a scheduled weekly check-in. Yeah, they found that that really did help. Now, they gave uh, as well an idea of what you should do or could do during that weekly check-in, the three things that they recommend. One is sharing successes. So those are good moments from your week, things to be thankful for, giving your spouse his or her, or giving your spouse your full attention while they share their, okay. yep. their successes, I should say. Another thing to do during the check-in is to deal with difficult things that happen, things that upset you or problems from the week. And that can be easier to do if you do have a scheduled time like this because you you will have had time to kind of calm yourself and be in the right frame of mind and thought it through. And then bringing those frustrations is, frustrations is <laughs> bringing them to uh, God and the grievances as well as a couple. That helps you process them together and move on. So this is kind of shared spirituality working for the benefit of the coupleship, right? Okay. And also at, at that weekly check-in to just kind of come back to some of the big things, your vision for your marriage, life goals, what you think God is talking to you about, what's on your heart for the future. Okay. So really having time to face some of those big challenges. Not challenges, but ideas, goals, dreams, vision, that kind of thing. Just connecting. Yes. Yeah. And if, you know, of course, those are all excellent ways to develop intimacy and grow together as a couple. Mm-hmm. It's going to work really well, right? Okay. Now, once again, we did create a bonus guide for our much appreciated supporters. And this week uh, goes along with today's show, but it focuses on forging a stronger marriage during hard times. So if you want to get better as a couple at bringing the tough stuff to God, you'll definitely appreciate the three-page guide that this uh, that we've put together with scripture and with wisdom to help you navigate those tough times. You can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick 60-second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about the first thing you can do to grow spiritually as a couple, which is weekly check-ins. Mm-hmm. And also another one is joint prayer. So we, I guess we mentioned this as part of the weekly check-in, but a daily thing, if possible, praying together as a couple. Studies have linked this to higher marital quality, to higher levels of trust between each of you, and to reduced conflict. There's some way in which it helps you forgive each other. This came out of a study in 2008. Okay, hang on. Where, when did you mention this before in the weekly check-ins? Well, I just said in the weekly check-ins that uh, I'm pretty sure I said praying about those difficult things too. Maybe I didn't. Okay. But is this like what you're talking about 
now this joint prayer? Is it like, it's just, a, is this a regular time to pray each day or is this, you know, bringing all your grievances to God kind of thing? You didn't mention that in the first part. Yeah. I'm not following your question though. But it's not like you have to have problems to pray together. Oh, no. So this is just regularly praying together. Yeah. With all the standard stuff of prayer, like okay. should include gratitude, asking for things that you need help on, things that you can't solve. Mm-hmm. maybe some worship, okay. all those different things, right? Okay. And, and so, yeah, we kind of talk about that a little bit here. Like the, you can pray about positive blessings and desires for each other, like things that you want to see, not like the passive aggressive, like help my wife to be less annoying kind of prayer. <laughs> But so you don't want to manipulate through prayer, but praying for blessings, for well-being, for guidance on specific matters. This is really beneficial for your marriage, right? Huh, okay. Praying that your spouse would stop doing things that annoy you. That's not so helpful for your marriage. No, that's going to be like, <laughs> that would be completely the opposite. Well, exactly. Sometimes we need to state the obvious though, I think. Yes. Okay. So, so it should be, it should, and it can be a building up time together. So this will help you grow spiritually and it helps you grow as a couple. Hmm. Another research-based fact. Okay. Research back to Bible-based. And then there's this whole thing around beliefs about marriage too. So there are beliefs or kinds of beliefs that help couples to grow spiritually and help them to act in ways that are healthy for marriage. And these beliefs include things like the belief that God is part of your marriage, that he influences your actions, like he's involved with guiding you. Mm -hmm. It's the belief that your marriage is sacred, that it's blessed by God, like that God vests blessing into marriage because he appreciates it, right? The belief that marriage is symbolic of Christ's union with the church church and trying to live out your role in that as husband or wife. Okay. These help you grow spiritually, of course, but they also benefit your marriage as well. Because you believe those things, you act in ways that are good yes. for your marriage. Okay. Yes. Okay. So sometimes we have to kind of remind ourselves or reground ourselves in those values when we get distracted by challenges or trials or difficulties, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it also, you can also grow spiritually by learning to face challenges well together. So facing challenges as a couple, turning to God during those difficulties, that's a strong predictor of spiritual growth over time. A study in 2018 found that couples who used faith as a way of coping with challenges, like high periods of stress or even marital conflict itself, or things like life transitions, but they found that those couples would not only cope better with the challenges, but they would end up with stronger faith as a result as well. So it helped them get through it, but it also strengthened their faith. And then that stronger faith, they found it better enabled the couples to cope with future challenges too. So by turning to God during hard times, couples can increase their resiliency for future challenges as, as well. It's just kind of like you, you build this bigger muscle for facing tough times. Okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. All right. I'm sure there's more ways. I, yeah. Undoubtedly. <laughs> yes. But here's but a, these are the researched. Yeah. That's a good sampling ones. of research back ways that help you to grow. Good. Well, we have some patrons who came on board between this recording and our previous one. We have Celia Marie and Grace. Thank you to you and thank you to all our patrons who support us so faithfully. Caleb, next week. Talking about how vulnerability deepens intimacy in marriage. So we're actually going to look at four components that deepen intimacy in marriage over those four, the next four episodes. Oh, okay. First one's vulnerability. That sounds pretty cool. Thanks. I didn't mean to say thanks, but thanks. You're welcome. That is all. Let's let's wrap this up and put the coffee pot on. (laughs) That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 231. Find out how you can help. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oif.support. 
A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.